Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey Moose. Hey Cat. What are you doing? Well, it feels weird to not have a microphone in front of my mouth while I'm talking to you, but we're going to try and record this while I am in Florida on my on my respite. On your respite. It looks like you're in a laundry room right now. <laughs> well, you know how sometimes you negotiate when it comes to um, to Airbnbs? Like for me, as long as I'm literally on the beach, like as long as it's clean, I'm, I'm kind of good with that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And based on the pictures that you've posted and a couple of videos that you've sent me, you are right on the water. How's that been? It's been so amazing. Um, you know, I took a couple days, uh, actually a few hours from where I ended up just to kind of reprocess and, and come down from all of the static of working. And then, mm-hmm. so I really only been, this is my second day that we're recording, um, But yesterday was really healing and all I've been doing is literally I put my yoga mat on the on the deck in front of the beach and I've just been laying there and staring and meditating and reading and it's just been really nice to not have to think about work. So thank you and Sarah for helping me be able to unplug by taking on my work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, shit's totally fallen apart with our company, but it is no problem whatsoever. (laughs) Sarah and I talked multiple times yesterday and we're basically like, how do we use our hands? Like it was really, um, really different having you not present in the day in and day out of, of the, you know, the paying job that we do together. And, and I love that we're recording the cat and moose podcast while you're away. Cause it lets me know that that doesn't feel like work to you. And it doesn't feel like work to me either. I love our podcast. Thank you so much for being my best friends and for letting me be a part of this crazy wild ride. I know me too. Like I well, thank you too, because it is, it's not at all work for me. And, you know, part of this break for me has really been about, and again, like I'm on day two. So hopefully in five more days, I have even more enlightenment, but part of it has been like, you know, having the space to really check in with myself because, you know, I, I keep sending you pictures from this chakra book that I got and (laughs) which I have been loving, but it's like, you know, the exercises in this book are fascinating because they, they break down each chakra. And I, you know, I've always kind of like, you always are the early adopter on, on all the woo woo (laughs) shit. And then I'm like the one that comes behind you and tries to become an expert in all of it instead of just letting it be my practice, you know? Um, So I'm kind of like the, I'm kind of like the lab rat is what you're saying. Yeah. I see. I, I I follow long enough to see if it sticks around. And then if it does, <laughs> if it's incorporated into your life, then I'm like, OK, it's worth checking out. So I stayed again two hours away for two nights. And while I was there, I was amongst the like land of the living. Like right now, I'm pretty off the grid where I'm at. There's not like a target or anything. So I intentionally stayed at this place a couple days before I went off the grid to see if I would need anything. That's smart. And um, I, 
this is what I did. I typed in the word comfort into the Target app because I was going to do one of those drive up orders, which is like my favorite thing in the world. Oh my gosh, me too. I Like I may never go back. <laughs> I, I agree. Like I haven't been in a store in forever because of this. But anyway, so I type in the word comfort because that's what I wanted this week was just to kind of be held in, you know, whatever. And so uh, everything that come up, I decided I was going to buy. Um, and I ended up canceling a couple items because they were ridiculous. But I bought <laughs> I knew I was going to buy a yoga mat because I forgot mine at home. And then I got a yoga strap. Oh, my. <laughs> a yoga strap. What is that? <laughs> Sounds dirty. I knew you would stop me on that one. Um, base. I don't know what it's used for. I haven't even looked it up. I bought it. <laughs> I bought it along with my chakra book and uh, my um, iPad pillow that I also am very excited about. <laughs> Which I have also loved all the pictures of. Like you have been using that thing like nobody's business. Look, this is why I don't need anyone going shopping for me for Christmas presents because I buy myself what I want when I need it. And this thing I has changed it. my life. Like, and I know a million people have this thing, but I always like rolled my eyes because it's one of those as seen on TV situations. But it's just mm -hmm. basically a pillow that you can put a book or an iPad on and read. But I've been laying on this yoga mat, reading my chakra book, and, uh, you know, I don't have to hold up a book. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's amazing. That is absolute luxury. I'm still stuck on the yoga strap. What is it? <laughs> okay, so it. I think... Here's what I'm using it for. <laughs> <laughs> Parents, this is where if your kids are listening, you might want to tell them to plug their ears. <laughs> I'm using it to stretch. So like it's basically a strap that can get, connects together however long you want it to be. Starts at six feet. And then I like hook it on my leg and like, you know, do like big pulls and stuff to stretch all these muscles that I can't normally grab my leg and do myself. <laughs> That's what I'm using it for. That's awesome. So I, I have a question about the house that you're staying in. You're off the grid. You're you're at a place where at best there's Wi-Fi, and thankfully there is, so we can do the podcast and I get to see you live, even though it's not in person. Which we don't get to see each other in person much now anyway because of COVID. Dang it! Um, one of the questions I have for you is, what is the bathtub like? Oh, I'm very not pleased with the bathtub. Like I said, the negotiation was to have the deck be right on the beach, you know? Mm -hmm. So they, they claimed that it was a jetted tub. Okay. And uh, not to be mistaken with a hot tub or okay. the kind of jetted tub you think of, because this one is from <laughs> 1964. And, um, Let's just say that I will be showering. <laughs> awesome. Well, I was wondering if you were going to get to flip flop around like a slickery seal in your giant bathtub on the beach. But it sounds like sounds like you'll be showering instead. Wait, I do have to tell you, uh, my first pre day of the retreat, I tried a float tank. Have you ever done one of those? <laughs> Oh my gosh. No. Is that like, is that the thing where you like go in this room and it's like a giant thing of like salt water or something? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I thought like on my first day, like actually away, like I'm just gonna 
totally pamper myself and do a float tank and a massage right after. That was my plan. Nice. But I get in the float tank and I decide like I'm I'm not going to do 30 minutes because that's a waste. And I'm not going to do 60 minutes. I've never done this before, but I'm going to do 90 minutes of a float oh, tank. Oh, nice. Okay. 15 minutes in, I am swimming around this damn tank, knocking on the walls. I'm <laughs> bored as f- <laughs> I literally, the one thing they said is do not get the salt in your eyes. So don't touch your face. But they want you to float. And so every time I go to float, I'm flipping over, panicked. I'm going to go under and the salt's going to go over my face. So I am like a four-year-old that's bored as crap. And I finally get out of the tub and I turn on a meditation that the speakers are inside of the tub. And so I pull the thing back down. It's completely dark. I lay on my back again. I start the meditation. And I, I something tickles me and I can't stop laughing. I start cackling. <laughs> like something literally tickled you? Like, is there like a little tickle animal in the salt water? It's a, like, like a jellyfish? It's a really special place. This oh place my I'm goodness. I'm glad this retreat is solo. The worst part of it is I'm laying upside down floating and all of a sudden I hear a voice that says, Hey, everything okay in there? And I mean, I nearly shit the bed. <laughs> You might have had a little like floating Snickers bar right there in the salt water with you. <laughs> but basically, I didn't know they had the ability to use the speaker inside of there. And then he just he just calmly says, I could hear a lot of moving around in there. Hmm. And I want to be like, look, I pay the money. Let me do what the hell I want inside of the float tank. If I want to do flips and twists and all kinds of stuff, then I should get to do it. Maybe he was, like, concerned you were, like, flailing like you were drowning or something? I don't know. I think he just wanted to see me naked. <laughs> well, I mean, come on now. What's better than seeing a naked moose? <laughs> so what have you been up to this week so far? Well, um, trying to do your part of our company's job, pretty much, um, which I have been pretty much miserably failing at. Um, I have given a couple of massages this week. I got to give my mom a massage. And, um, you know, we talk about my elderly friend that has the crotch ninja dog. So um, I got to give her a massage and the dog did not eat the crotch out of any of my pants that I had laying around the house. So I was very grateful for that. Um, and I've, I've, just been working and it's it's been pretty good the weather is gorgeous for late january how is the weather at the beach it's been storming since i got here <laughs> <laughs> like lightning and thunder and wind and hail well not quite that bad just like it's been really cloudy the sun came out a little bit yesterday but i am believing that it's gonna match my mood so by the end of the week it's supposed to be super sunny and it's been the 60s, so it's been like sweatshirt weather, which is so fun to be at the beach. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, we had a huge thunderstorm in Nashville last night, and we had lightning, thunder, hail, wind, and my dogs were so upset over it. Like, they were not happy about it. And I learned from one of our clients today that when you get a thunderstorm in the winter like we did, that means that snow is inevitable in the next 10 days. Have you ever heard that before? No. Is that true? 
Well, I don't know. I just thought, you know, people come here for the facts. So I figured I would put it out there. And one of our listeners could write in and tell us like, hey, Kat, you don't know what you're talking about. Because we get a few of those emails or Instagram posts a week, pretty much. Well, you could reach out to your friend Lisa Spencer. She's the meteorologist. Oh, I could reach out to her. I've been looking for a reason to send her an email. I'm going to do it. If you are just listening and you don't know who we're talking about, it's just a weatherman locally that Kat stalks. <laughs> a weather woman. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Actually, you thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> or as she would call herself, a weather person. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's hip and cool, you know, so I'm going to ask her, are we going to get some snow, Lisa? Come on. So um, what? So you talked about the bathtub that's from 1964 and it has jets that don't really make sense. And it's been stormy weather. Like, like, tell me more about your environment. Tell me more about the house that you've been in. Well, when I walked in, I um, I forgot that I was 42 and I might be 43. <laughs> I don't remember. Um <laughs> But I, I am not kidding. There's so many f- steps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you've been to the part of Florida that I'm in and it is truly one of the most remote places. Um, and like, there's no fast food restaurants or any chain. It's like a tiny little place, but they have these row houses that in order to fit 600 of them on the beach, <laughs> they're five stories high. Right. Right. And like, you have to go down to the basement to go to the bathroom. So like <laughs> I have been working out by going up these steps, but this place is like, I literally, as I'm carrying all of my stuff in, you know, usually when you go to the beach, you go with friends or your family and everyone can help carry the stuff in. And I was carrying, you know, m- most people don't know this probably, but I've got terrible knees and I've had surgeries on them and all that. So even me going up the stairs to record the podcast is a very slow adventure, as you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, So I was carrying all these groceries in and my bag and all these things. And I, my nature is normally to be like, get your shit together. You can do this, you know? (laughs) And I'm part of this week. The many intentions I've set is like kindness to myself. And so I felt that bubbling up as I was struggling to get up the stairs with everything. And I mean, I, it was like one step at a time. And this, this phrase came into my mind. I was going to ask you if you've heard of it. Have you heard of that? I think it's like a Zen proverb, but it's it, the phrase is chop wood, carry water. No, I've never heard that before. What does it mean? An old friend of mine, um, her dad used to say it. And um, and I remember thinking, oh, well, I think it just means like just sometimes you have to do the work. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you just mm-hmm. have to one step in front of the other, do the work. And so that's what it always meant to me. And then I intentionally was like, okay, we always half know some shit on the podcast. I'm going to actually know, know some shit. (laughs) Nice. So I looked it up and the actual phrase, which I love so much more is before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Huh? Okay. And that meant so much to me because, you know, for me, I was, that was my version of being nice to myself and saying, get your ass up these stairs. You, (laughs) um, (laughs) instead I was like, just do the work one step at a time, one step at a time. But I thought it was so neat that 
that that phrase, it, it's kind of saying before you can get there, you have to put in the work. And it it mm. encouraged me because it was like, you know, this I I know this can come across egotistical, but it, it was very hard for me from an ego standpoint to step away from work for a week. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like now that I'm away, I, it's getting easier. But like just that process was such a mental mind <clears throat> for me. Yeah, I I I feel like I heard and I saw that in you when you were struggling with it and I think that you know, having having reached the absolute pinnacle of the therapeutic process, and in case you guys missed it, the pinnacle of the therapeutic process is when your therapist tells you that you need to go to a rehab center because you need help. You need help slowing down and taking care of yourself. So she basically gave you an ultimatum, right? She said, you'll go to onsite and you will practice self-care and have to be forced away from work or you will take a 10-day retreat by yourself and so you you picked the you know supposedly less painful of the the two <laughs> so congratulations yeah I, I and here's the thing like i freaking again i love on site and we talked about that last time around it's it has nothing to do with that I, it does have everything to do with control for me and you know I think what I needed right now was to have some flexibility. The idea of my mm. phone being taken away makes me feel like I am going to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I've put my own boundaries up. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I'm already – I am I had a great day yesterday, and I have been struggling today, you know? Mm. And mm-hmm. and yet I'm just, like, allowing myself to feel and – um. I would never get back in bed in the middle of the day. And like I got up early and then at like noon, I knew we were going to record the podcast in a couple hours. And I was like, I didn't go back to sleep, but I just crawled back in bed. Good for you. Yeah. And I just was like, you know what? I am going to recognize what I need and, you know, do my best to be that for myself. Awesome. I'm so proud of that, Moose. Good job. And and I hope that you get everything you need out of this retreat. And you have to know how much we are missing your presence here on the other end. Well, thank you. That means a lot. But I think I've been thinking about you a ton and about how much you need this as well. Mm, do say more. Well, I think both of us are very much... Uh, connected to our community and Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us are good at being by ourselves. Right. Like I get bored, you know? And so I've (laughs) just been like diving into, I never read ever. Like I, I haven't read a full book truly in like, well, yeah, like five years outside of audiobooks, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, I'm realizing how much I enjoy reading and who the hell's got time to read. But I'm right. I'm learning that it's like that kind of stuff that fills me back up. Well, good. I hope that you get filled to the brim and to overflowing. So you mentioned books, you mentioned reading, and we started this conversation by um, you brought up the chakras. And I'm so curious, you've been reading about the chakras? Yes. Okay. So this, uh, we were laughing before we started recording because I, I was basically saying, I let you be like the early adopter to all <laughs> things. And then I see what actually sticks in your life. 
And then if it sticks, I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually take the time to dive into this. And so. So you're going to start massage school in two years, right? (laughs) It's possible (laughs) because Lord knows I've applied to so many schools uh, to start my master's in therapy. And uh, I get about as far as submitting my, um, what are they called? Application? No, your um, your college transcripts. Oh. <laughs> and then they just chase me. I get phone calls and they're like, hey, we, you need to turn in your written essay. And I'm like, I don't have that in me. <laughs> oh, God. If I could just like check a box and pay money, I would be in school already. But it's not that simple anymore. No, it sure isn't. And so, so basically you've noticed that the idea of chakras is something that seems to be kind of sticking around with me. And so you're diving into it, which means you're going to become an expert and know way more about it than I do. So begin to teach me wise one, wise moose. (laughs) Well, I just have to brag on this book I got, because if you're like 101 chakra, like this is the perfect book for you. Uh, it's it's made by Knock Knock, and it's it's actually Emily McDowell, one of her companies. You know, I love all of her cards. Uh-huh. And I picked this up at Target. Had no idea it was what, it was made by her company, but um, it's just called the Chakras Activity Book and Journal. And this thing is amazing because it takes you through each chakra, and then it has you do like four pages of activities that mm. sort of emphasize you know, whether it's a psychic ability or, um, you know, love or whatever. And so I was just fascinated, Kat, because I feel like I'm starting to understand what you're always talking about. And I thought it would be fun if we could go through each of the seven chakras just briefly, because on every page with each chakra, it even has like, um, when when your chakra is right, when it's blocked, and when it's overactive. Ooh, and cool. All but one of them are blocked for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to, I need to hook you up with a virtual appointment yes. with my body work therapist and have her help you clean up your chakras. Yes. So if we're going to talk about all of the chakras, there are seven and they are represented by every color of the rainbow. And do we want to start down in the groin with the root chakra or do we want to start up in the head with the crown chakra? I like to always start with the groin. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) So the the root chakra is known to um, basically sit at the kind of the base of the pelvis. Like, tell us what you've learned about the root chakra. Well, it says, I'm just reading people, so don't get upset with me, but it says the location is between the anus and the genitals. (laughs) Or it could be at the bottom of the pelvis, which is one way to say. But I feel like the specificity of it really helps you stay rooted to the ground. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. So that is amazing. I feel like the further you go up, it's all like the bottom is about root being rooted to the earth. And then as you go up, it's about being connected to the universe, which is beautiful to me that it kind of makes its way up that way. And I have an entire Sunday school sermon that I have to share after we go through the chakras because I had a big mind explosion around this earlier, but I want to save it. Oh, I'm so glad. I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so tell me about the, you tell me what you know about the root chakra, because you know more than I do. 
Well, I, that's not necessarily true because you've actually been reading a book and I haven't done that in about five years as well. So <laughs> I can tell you what what I remember from what I've learned in school so far is that the root chakra is is basically representative of kind of who you are as a genuine person. It's representative of also your sexuality. It's also representative of you being connected to the earth. Yes, I love that. And in case you want to get reconnected, the essential oils for that root chakra are cedarwood, myrrh, and patchouli. And what about the crystals? Now, now, does it make my crystals make any more sense now that I have a crystal for each chakra? I hadn't, I'm telling you, I did not understand it at all before this book. And so now I understand. I didn't even know that when people say when the stars align, mm-hmm. like that is in reference to obviously the stars, astronomy, but also your chakras, which I had no clue because you want your chakras aligned. And I didn't know that either. But to answer your question, if you are have an overactive root chakra, emerald and sapphire, if it's blocked, that's me, red jasper, and it for general balance, red carnelian. Carnelian, yes. Yeah, so red is the color. So basically any foods with red, including beets, red berries, radishes, all that crap. Red wine. Yeah, and red wine. <laughs> <laughs> And so the next chakra, we're going from the bottom up. So this is going to be the one that's represented by the color orange. And this is the one that um, I've learned so much about being in school, um, talking about the sacrum and what an important body part that is. This is the chakra that supposedly resides kind of around the same area where the sacrum is also what is known as your Dan Chien, um, your energy center. This is the sacral chakra, right? Yes. I'm so impressed. You're not looking at anything and you know, all of this. <laughs> so because I'm a 15 year old boy with my humor, I will continue to tell you the location of where the chakras. <laughs> and I didn't know. I also didn't know that they were, um, they're located in the spine. I always pictured them in the front, but I guess it's a part of your spinal cord, right? I didn't know that either. I thought they were kind of like in the middle of the body. I didn't know they were the spine. And well, it says the part of the spinal column. So, I mean, I, well, okay. Wait, I got to stop you for a second. Okay. So I, I would like for you to, this is going to be a body work exercise and everybody can do this, whether you're driving in your car right now or you're listening at home or while you're in the kitchen or whatever, we're going to use cats integrative body work learning, and we are going to talk about some um, locations. So what I would like for you to do, Moose, is I would like for you to take your right or your left hand, whichever one is more comfortable, and I would love for you to place your hand on the bone that is at the bottom of your spine that's called the coccyx. Like above the butt crack? Above the butt crack. Yeah, I feel it. So that's your coccyx. Now here is where I'm having trouble with your little book there. So you're, you've got your hand on your coccyx, right? You've got your hand on the bone that's at the bottom of your spine. And so I, I want from an anatomical location standpoint, does that bone at the bottom of your spine feel like it might be between your anus and your genitals? Um, no, 
That's not the location I'm touching right now. (laughs) (laughs) So something is wrong with Emily McDowell's book saying that the chakras are along the spine because last I checked, my spine is not in front of my anus. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Unless you have a tail. Remember we... we (laughs) (laughs) Then all bets are off and you've got 30 chakras. If you've got a tail, you've got a special body. We we don't know. It might wrap under there. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so you were going to describe like a 15-year-old boy the location of the sacral chakra. Oh, this one's not too bad. It is a few inches below the navel. So the sacral chakra is sort of like the spark that ignites in our inner fires. It's the bolt from the blue that makes us want to sit down and write and draw and learn the trombone. I think that's just an example. (laughs) Well, thank goodness, because I was going to say my sacral chakra is absolutely dead. If it being alive means I want to learn the trombone because I have no desire. (laughs) Okay, so the key concepts for the sacral chakra are going to be around pleasure, creativity, sexuality, emotions, passion and inspiration. And what about the crystals associated with the sacral chakra? If it's overactive, you need an emerald. If it's blocked, you need a carnelian. For general balance, the moonstone. Oh, nice. So the stone that I have, I get them confused, and I probably need to go back to the uh, the crystal shop in East Nashville where all the cool people live and ask the lady that said I was an ancient Chinese healer in a previous life and ask her, I have the crystal called the star garnet, and I have the crystal called the carnelian, and I thought the star garnet was the one for the root chakra and the carnelian was for the sacral chakra. So may, so I need to get clarity on that. So what comes after these two chakras as we're going up the body? We've had red, we've had orange, and what is the chakra associated with the color yellow? Solar plexus. Yeah. And with the help of the solar plexus chakra, we begin to see ourselves as an individual rather than a stream of astral energy walking around. I normally think of myself as a stream of astral energy. Me too. <laughs> it sounds very much like my, my self-portrait. <laughs> <laughs> and this is located at the navel. It says, though, these days, a lot of people think of it as a few inches below the sternum. I wonder why that's these days. Like, has, is it like global warming? Like, did the chakras, like, move over the millions of years higher and higher in the body? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. The key <laughs> concepts for the solar plexus, and I want you to describe in layman's terms, are personal power, identity, opinion, intellect, action, ambition, and will. Oh, I love that. When I think of the solar plexus, like what it what it makes me think of is it makes me think that I know who I am and I am comfortable in my own skin and my confidence is solid. And, you know, much like in uh, Qigong and in Tai Chi and in yoga and Pilates, there's so much emphasis on the core of the body. And when I think of the solar plexus, I think of like that's that area from which we are supposed to live and breathe and move. And so maybe that's where the Don Chien is. I might have said wrong that it was it was where the sacral chakra was. Nonetheless, it is in your belly. And if you know who you are, pat yourself on the belly and give your solar plexus a good high five. There you go. And just to give you an idea of when your solar plexus is right, you're on fire with confidence, but not egomania. 
You're inspired to actively pursue goals while still prioritizing personal relationships. So you're like in a really healthy, you know what your identity is. When it's blocked, you're going to feel small and powerless, completely devoid of ambition. This Mm -hmm. is the one where I'm blocked. So I need to be rubbing some crystals up on me. And the crystal I need to rub is some topaz. And then if it's overactive, some sapphire. And for general balance, is it called citrine? Citrine. So do you remember us talking? I think it was way back in the beginning of the podcast. We talked about my trip to the crystal store and about how I spent just a little bit too much money on my crystals. And I told you that one of the rocks was really massive and the rock itself was $204. (laughs) That rock that was $204 is my citrine crystal that is like really, really massive. So I guess that lady knew I needed a lot of help getting right with my solar plexus. That is insane. I didn't know that was the one that was so expensive. Did But you ended mm-hmm. up taking it. No, you couldn't take it back. <laughs> no, she wouldn't let me take it back. <laughs> <laughs> she made up that shit about you being a Chinese teacher so that you would feel like you needed to keep all of those. Oh, I know. She's, she's very skilled. All right. Next on the chakra rainbow is the green, which is the what cat? That is going to be the heart chakra. And that is located in the center of the chest. And when your heart is right, you'll enjoy intimacy with an open heart, no nagging echoes of chaotic relationships. You'll forgive easily, communicate with empathy, and give love and support to your nearest and dearest with no expectation of return. Honestly, that is an Enneagram too. I was just going to say, I think the Enneagram type associated with the heart chakra has to be a two. Oh my (laughs) gosh, this is fascinating. We just said this off mic. I was like, I don't know if I want to get too deep here, but I totally recognize a type with each one. Isn't that cool? So here are some songs. Let's see if these resonate with you as a two in your heart chakra. These give you like a list, a playlist, which is adorable. And I know you're going to love the first song. It's Open Your Heart by Madonna. Oh, my gosh. That's one of my favorite songs from her True Blue record. I've got it. I don't know if you can see it, but it's right behind me on my wall. That record is one of my favorite records of all time. And the song Open Your Heart is still one of my life songs that is on every motivational playlist I have. That makes me so happy. what's weird is the music video for that song. So she's basically like, okay, she goes into a club dressed as an androgynous person and she takes off her man clothes and underneath is this like kind of patent leather leotard like type, like almost like lingerie type thing. And she does, isn't there a whip? Yeah. It seems like there's a whip she's cracking around and, you know, she's all like pretty and the camera's like all up in her face and she's doing this dance with this chair that is like quite like, Oh my. And there's this little boy that's like peeping Tom that's peeping in, trying to get a look at her kind of during the whole video and then she dresses up like a dude again and walks with the little boy down the street at the end of the song like what does that mean well first of all i don't remember that i remember the outfit that you're talking about 
But it sounds to me like she dropped her kid off at daycare and he ran away and found mom <laughs> dancing around in a patent leather outfit. <laughs> but it's kind of creepy if you're kind of turned on by mom dancing in patent leather. Wait, it's okay. I didn't catch that part. <laughs> He's like this little peeping Tom going like, ooh, there's a pretty lady dancing. And she's like, nah, man, we're friends. I got to rewatch this video because yeah, I I'm totally all of that. <laughs> Madonna, thank you for opening and slamming shut our heart chakra. <laughs> Let's talk about the next chakra because this is just going downhill. <sighs> the next chakra is the throat chakra. Okay. This one is so damn important. Okay. So when your throat chakra is right, you'll feel great about your career, art, trade. Who cares if I have a job path? Your, I don't know what that means. Um, you'll be able to speak honestly without any fear of what others might think. You definitely won't dim your light. And then it basically says key concepts are communication, expression, honesty. It's your voice, your authenticity, and your purpose. And this one for me is also blocked. <laughs> really? That's surprising to me because you you really do use your voice quite confidently and quite well. And it, it's it's one of your many talents and assets is, is how confidently and beautifully and intelligently you use your voice. Um, I keep a rock in my pocket, a crystal in my pocket at almost all times that represents the throat chakra. And I specifically like to have it in my pocket and I hold it in my hands when I have to make important phone calls. I have a rose quartz that I use that with, but I don't see that showing up. At, oh, wait, quartz. I don't know if it's rose quartz, but quartz is one of them. Well, the quartz is is actually also rose quartz is for the heart chakra. We didn't talk about the the rock for the heart chakra, did we? We just talked about how the chakra itself is is represented by the color green. I think we got caught up in Madonna. The rocks <laughs> are the pink topaz, the rose quartz, and the peridot. Awesome. Very cool. And so the rocks for the throat chakra, what does it say about those? Those are the quartz, the blue and yellow topaz, and the turquoise slash chrysocolla. Oh, my. I don't think I have any of those. The one that was given to me by the magic lady in East Nashville is aquamarine. That works great as well, I hear. <laughs> I'm so glad it does. <laughs> Uh, in my opinion, this chakra reminds me of Enneagram fours. Mm, nice. How come? Uh, because it's all about, um, like, um, the expression, you know, your purpose yeah. and the expression. And, and I think if you were to give this chakra a lot of time, a lot of the things that you would do are about using your voice and finding out what um, what your values are, which I feel like fours love to get kind of lost in. Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you're connecting the chakras to the Enneagram types. I sense another book written by Moose because you're going to write several. I sense one coming out of you that beats the road between traveling and beats the sacred Enneagram and beats the... Enneagram for business and all of that. I, I see a book coming out of Moose about the chakras and the Enneagram types. I can't wait. Thanks, friend. I'm excited about this. Okay, so this one freaks you out because it's the Illuminati. 
<laughs> yeah, this one freaks me out. It makes me think of a cyclops every time I hear and say the name of this chakra, even though this chakra, the magic lady said to me that it is actually the one that if I line my stones up in the order in which I am wired, which I don't know what that really means, that my um, this chakra actually is at the very top of my line of chakras. I don't understand that because I, I thought all of our chakras are aligned this way. Well, they are aligned this way. She was saying that my rocks always should start with the rock that represents the chakra that you're about to tell us about. That reminds me of the Cyclops. Well, I, I just want to remind everyone, um, you're not supposed to teach things that you've just learned. So I wouldn't call this teaching. <laughs> this is more of my own excitement around a subject. So I just want to clear that up. Uh, the key concepts around uh, third eye is which I had no idea that that was the name of a chakra. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I thought that was like another woo woo book that I would read after this one. <laughs> but the third eye encompasses your intuition and your psychic perception, your dreams, your imagination, your awareness, your foresight, your vision, your manifestation. This is so beautiful to me and lost on me in some ways because. I feel like I used to, I'm usually so good. This one, and what's the gut one called again? The solar plexus? Yeah, those two for me, I feel like are very weak because I'm used to being so decisive. And I'm mm. in a season now where I just feel very paralyzed in some ways. So uh, I really want to work on my third eye alignment, if you will. I, I want you to work on that alignment. And I think that I, I can see because my third eye chakra, I think is really active and really strong. I don't know if it's open or closed or whatever, because I'm still learning. I also am a student. Um, I, I, I really, really sense that using my intuition that you're going to experience some Reiki soon. And Reiki is going to work wonders as it pertains to your chakras. So we got to talk about Reiki because you just freaked out all the Christians and <laughs> my, my uncle used to be into Reiki. And I remember when my mom was ill, he was doing Reiki on my mom in the hospital and it became like this huge family fight because mm. my sister was like, don't put demons on my mom. And like, you know, it was like in the name of Jesus, Reiki master, please leave this room. So I have learned it's not as scary as some people would think. And why is it that people are afraid of it? Um, I think that as humans, and especially like in, in our society, I think that we're afraid of what we don't know. So if we don't understand something, I think that immediately there's fear attached to it. And along with fear comes all the emotions that, you know, branch out from fear. And I, I think that, you know, if you, <laughs> if you go and look at, for example, if you are a Christian, which I very much am a Christian and, and love that I am also very open to God being a lot bigger than what I can ever understand. And people who think they have God figured out really upset me, but I'm not going to get on that soapbox. The soapbox I am going to get on is every time Jesus touched someone, they were healed. Mm. The dude was the best body worker there's ever been. Yeah. You know, so to think that something like energy work and body work and Reiki and, and things like 
of that nature to think that that's not of God. Yes, maybe in some ways it's been perverted over the years to become something that seems like witchcraft and all of that, which so has everything else. You know, it's like, why does something that is actually, in my opinion, so beautiful and so mystical and so otherworldly and bigger than we can understand, why do we have to condemn that as being something of the devil, especially when we don't even understand it? Listen, you preach. That is so good. And thank you for sharing that. And I, I have a soapbox that I'm jump. I'm going to jump up there with you in a second, but not yet. But what, okay. So can you explain, uh, you know, when I've seen it done and it was only when I saw my uncle doing it, Uh, He was simply holding his hand above my mom's body. And to Mm -hmm. me, it looked like he was asking for healing, Um, which again, like you said, I don't know how that's any different than someone laying hands on you and praying for you. But what else is it about? Um, it's, it's really about the flow of energy is how I understand it. And I haven't taken Reiki yet in school. That's something that I think I get to take this summer. Um, so I don't know a ton about it. I, I do know that we are all energetic beings. Um, everything has some kind of energy and as energetic beings, we can be used as a vessel, um, to transfer energy or to allow energy to move or, or to manipulate energy to do certain things things. And so people who are really well-trained in Reiki, my understanding is that they have the ability to guide um, the person that they're working on in such a way that their energy shifts and it either realigns or opens or closes an overactive chakra. Wow. That's fascinating. But be careful. It's the devil. Exactly. It's so interesting. Um, If you hadn't figured out based on the Cyclops comment, this is located between the (laughs) eyebrows. And essential oils, if you want to open your third eye, are basil and frankincense. Mm. And your stones are going to be emerald, sapphire, diamond if it's blocked, which I definitely need to get some diamonds just to make sure it's blocked. Just kidding. I don't yeah, know. They're, they're a girl's best friend, man. No wonder. <laughs> and then for general balance, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to do my best. The lap, lapis lazuli. Yeah, I think that is how you say it. The lapis lazuli is the way that I pronounce it. That's the rock that I have. What color is that? It's this beautiful, gorgeous, like royal blue. It's like kind of almost like a blue, almost purple, but not quite purple. Which makes sense because purple is the third eye. And then there's a list of songs as well. And my favorite one on here is Dancing Queen. Oh, yeah. That's Dancing Queen. Young and that song about <laughs> well we'll let you dive through those lyrics and figure that out or we could do a lifeline and call my sister because i'm sure she knows <laughs> <laughs> we may have to call you addy the last and the most connected to the universe is the crown chakra yeah this is my favorite and uh I think everyone will appreciate that one of the songs listed here is Sweet Caroline. Uh, So tell us about the crown chakra, Kat. Well, what I know about the crown chakra is pretty much a lot of what you just said. I know that it is 
it is this chakra that is that connects us most with um, our higher power, with the universe, with God. Um, however, you relate um, spiritually. Um, I also know that the crown chakra is typically represented by the color purple, and I carry around almost as often as I carry around my aquamarine stone for my throat chakra. I carry around a beautiful purple amethyst. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, you're right. So basically, um, the key concepts are enlightenment and consciousness, divine connection. Um, this reminds me so much uh, less of an Enneagram type and a lot to do with um, with the social instinct on the Enneagram where you've, hmm. you're connected to the bigger picture. Very cool. Well, I am so thrilled that you are embracing the chakras. So it makes me feel like for this last, you know, year and a half or so that you've been thinking that I'm a little bit crazy that that like I might be on to something, right? <laughs> I had to make sure you were going to adopt it and now you have. So here here's my thing, Kat. This is the this is the Pastor Moose moment, okay? Okay. I am th- here's the enlightenment that I had today. Why is it so hard to believe that the idea of Jesus being human is actually for us to understand um, God being in us? Mm. So meaning Mm. like the Trinity, right? You know, Mm -hmm. like God being the father, the holiness, Jesus being human and like Holy Spirit being your gut or your knowing or your truth. Mm You know, Mm -hmm. I was thinking Mm -hmm. about this, like all three inside of us. And so when someone says, like, I'm going to go look inside of myself, maybe they're actually the enlightened ones, you know, because I think I think I started pulling up all of the scripture today going 17 different times. It says God is in us. God is in us. Mm -hmm. And yet we go looking for God in the beaches and in the mountains. And he's there as well. I'm not saying that. But the people who are saying, I need to look inside of myself, we criticize them or we roll our eyes. And really, they're the ones embracing namaste, like the God in me sees the God in you. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking, actually, Christians are the really the woo woo ones. (laughs) Because here's the deal. They get upset with chakra. And I say they, I love Jesus. So I'm part of you. I just like to say they, cause it's fun. So everyone here is welcome. Uh, but the Christians are like, okay, I can believe that there was like a man inside of a whale and there's a whole story there. And I can believe there's like three men inside of a furnace that were rescued. I can get around that. I can believe like thousands of people fed with one fish. By the way, that is magic or some sort of witchcraft or something. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I can get around casting out demons, but I can't get around something scientific that if aligned by maybe the beauty of how God created us, that maybe right. that could help me realign and be almost like a, a grid for me to grow. 
Right. I th- and I think that's exactly what it's meant to be. And that's why it's like, man, if you don't understand it and you don't know it, look into it a little bit before you criticize it. Because yes, like, like human beings can take anything beautiful and make it horrible. Look at our globe, like look at our earth, you know, like human beings have, you know, we've taken natural resources like oil and gas and all that kind of stuff and done terrible, terrible things. And there's trash all over the ocean. And, and so humans know how to make a beautiful thing, not beautiful anymore. I do think that we can also celebrate that we have the ability to see the beauty in the world and in ourselves and in each other. And I think exploring some of these things like energy work or the chakras or therapy or any of this kind of stuff can really expand our minds um, in such a way that we're not going down a path of destruction, but rather on a path of healing, not only for ourselves, but also for the people around us. That is so good. I think I, I tell you, as I was preparing for, you know, very quickly to go on this sort of solo vacation, I went to go order a whole bunch of books and, you know, like my, my, um, nature is to over prepare even for something that's supposed to be relaxing. And I just took a deep breath and I was like, what I need is a grid. And like, for me, we joke in the office, like I always need a bucket. I need to understand Mm -hmm. like, okay, this goes in that bucket. I don't know why, but that's how my brain organizes things. And this has been such a sweet little grid for me to use these first few days, just to look at all different aspects of the energy that is inside of my body and how I either keep things stored in there or I open the door to let them out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the biggest things I heard, it was actually on a podcast driving down here. Uh, it was a podcast about, uh, if anyone listens to, um, it's called someone knows something and it's, it's, they cover like a murder and it's like a series, a true life thing. And one of the guys on there said something that blew my mind, Kat. And I just wanted to share this before we close out today the woman was talking about closure and how she needed closure. And he, it was just this brief line that he said that I pulled out my phone and wrote it down. And he said, well, closure is acceptance, isn't it? Hmm. Wow. And I just, you talk about feeling your, your root coming out the bottom of your pelvic like I felt (laughs) I felt you got the root coming right out the pelvic floor man I'm just saying once you get these things aligned you can shoot rays out of your area and out of the top of your head and mine came (laughs) flying out the bottom part okay so wait are you saying that auras are real (laughs) I am a Christian saying auras 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 are real real (laughs) and if you think we're talking about the northern lights and that makes you feel better have a good one (laughs) But think about like, you know how when truth just hits you like that, like, I, um, I, at this point now I picture it as these beams of light flying out of me when truth hits you. And when he said acceptance, sorry, that closure is acceptance. I thought, you know, this time of year is right around between January 1st and February 1st is when my mom suffered after she had a very, very serious stroke. And then she passed away on February 1st. And during these 30 days, um, you know, it makes sense that your, your body holds on to certain time periods too. And Mm -hmm. for so long, I like, 
I used to kind of make fun of my sister that on the days our parents passed away, she would always take off work, like even years later, not make fun of, but just not really get it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I, I understand that some people do that. But then I'm like, okay, I had this realization of like, that is part of what's going on here is I'm in the middle of one of the most traumatic months of my life. It was only two years ago. And as I was thinking about that, like closure is acceptance. Like that is beautiful. We can learn so much from Buddhism and understanding Mm -hmm. acceptance. I don't even know if you can understand acceptance. You just are there, right? You just are like here. I'm here in the here and now. Yeah. It's like you can, you can embrace it or you can do your best to be super present with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to share this post that Laura McCowan, who many of you guys know has been an inspiration to me in the sobriety world. Uh, she posted this the other day and this became part of my intention on this break. If you can do this, you must. And I believe you can. I believe you can stop betraying yourself. And I believe you can overcome the thing that is breaking you. And I believe you can learn to love yourself better than anyone else ever has. And I believe that you can start being your own hero. And I believe in the dreams you've never told anyone. And I believe in another try and another and another. So please, please stop telling yourself that this life isn't for you. This bigger life. We need you. You need you. And if you can do this and you can, you must. All right, let's cleanse ourselves from the demons of the past. Special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.